You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. Today on the ZabeCast, the NCAA is trying to put the name image likeness cat back in the bag. But are they actually just asking for another legal beatdown? Georgetown University sports marketing professor Marty Conway joins me to assess the new Wild West in college sports. I love group text threads, but sometimes I hate them. All that plus rest in peace Brian Mallett and thoughts on low tide in sports. Your 40-minute bonus edition of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Thursday, June 29, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Marty Conway joins me in just a 
couple of minutes here. He's going to talk about the new NCAA letter sent out to various, to all the member institutions saying, hey, even though your state may allow you to pay these players X, Y, and Z, we still have rules. Many people laughed at that letter. We'll see where it goes from here. But the NCAA is trying very hard to keep their arms around what is left of the old model of quasi-amateur sports. But before we get to him, and he'll talk some live golf as well, rest in peace, Ryan Mallett. Man, what a terrible story. The former New England Patriot third-round draft pick, D1 player out of Arkansas, good college player, only threw 35 passes in the NFL in his five years at various stops. Died in rip currents off the panhandle of Florida uh, just last week. He was 35 years old and in good shape. He was coaching high school football at the time in Arkansas, where he is from or where he played in college after he started at Michigan. What's crazy is that now we know that 11 people have drowned in these vicious riptides on the panhandle in just the last two weeks. That's a veritable killing machine. Now, as a kid, I was warned about, and we learned about going to the beach, riptides. Careful about riptides. If you ever get pulled out by a riptide, you know where the water comes together and then goes straight out to sea. Don't fight it. Just let it sort of wash you out. And then once you're away from the shore, out of the strongest part of the current, swim parallel to the shore until you can then swim in safely. Well, that's easier said than done. You have to willingly go, okay, yay, I'm being pulled out to sea. And then, okay, I'm just going to wait a second. (laughs) And then I'm going to swim on in. It's instinct to go, hey, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Anyhow, apparently... The authorities down there, the sheriff's department has angrily said in a press release, we've been trying to tell people this. In fact, beachgoers have been at times harassing the cops for arresting people for swimming in the water when there are double red flag warnings posted for riptides. So no joke, take it seriously. I've seen aerial photos of the beach line, the shoreline, that can, you can see it with the differing shades of color of the water where the zigzag is with the riptides going out. But just awful story there, and uh, rest in peace, Ryan Mallet. Group text threads. Let's talk about these for just a second. I was in a group text thread that was fairly sizable. Well, maybe not that sizable. I... What is the limit? Is it 24? Is it 20? I think the number is 20 because we try to get 24 guys on a text thread at the Malcolm, my annual golf tournament, two years ago in Myrtle. It was, we had 24 guys that year. That was too many <laughs> by at least four, if not eight. And I think I remember somebody realizing we can't get more than 20 on this text thread. Anyway, people have group text threads. And I have a love 
hate relationship with these type of threads. I have loved this text thread I'm on with a bunch of guys, not just from Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Golf Mafia, but other elements of it. And I've hated it at times. Not hated the guys in it, no, no, no. But I've hated the thread itself because I find myself contributing to the thread sometimes with a good zinger here, an interesting article there, and then not getting any sort of traction or feedback or response that I want from my contribution, and I feel slighted. And it's not that they didn't like this stuff. Just all your stuff doesn't hit, right? This happens probably with everybody on the text thread. But this is how stupid you know, social media has trained us to be. Like, oh, did that get any likes? Did that get any response? Hey, guys, did you not see my zinger there? Wasn't that great? So this particular thread, which I really enjoyed having as part of my day, it was a comfort food to go, huh, what, what are the knuckleheads talking about? I, I jumped out of it about two weeks ago. I said, I, I, I got to get out. Through no bad will nor malice to the group members whatsoever. It was just literally me saying, I need to focus in life. I keep checking this thing all the time. If I miss, you know, if I'm gone for a while or there's been a lot of activity while I slept and I notice there's 35 messages on the thread, I will go back. I, I found myself going back to read all of them. <laughs> like, why? None of this is important in any way, shape, or form. So I, I jumped out. I, I, I ducked out of the thread. And I think somebody noticed, or maybe it notified the rest of the thread that I had left, and a couple of guys privately texted saying, was it something we said? I go, no, no, no. I just, I I need to sort of focus right now, bear down, and and take a break. So I was out for about a week or two, and then I'm thinking to myself, I missed the the thread. I I think I uh, texted my guy, Big Mike. I go, is it all right if I jump back in? He's like, of course. And I said, all right, good, thanks. I, I just wanted you to know there's nothing, nothing personal. He's like, no, of course not. But then I didn't jump in because, I don't know. Well, first of all, I don't think I knew how. Secondly, I felt like, oh, hey, guys, I'm back. <laughs> How's it going? I felt awkward. <laughs> Remind, remembering, these are my friends. At least I think so. They claim to be. I've had many great times with them both on the golf course and off, both on the golf course and off. Did I say that right? So one of the guys just added me back onto the thread without me knowing it, and I was very thankful for that. I said, oh, great, I'm back on now. And I just offered up, hey, guys, good to be back. And all is right in the world again. What I would like to know is, has anyone done a study on, have you read a study or has anyone done a deep dive or an article on the dynamics of group texting and what it, you know, just all the, the the nature of it as a communication forum in the modern digital age. I would be curious to read that and see what people's thoughts are because it, it was a very interesting dynamic, to say the least. And when, if ever, will we fix the dreaded Android green bubble problem? Because that is one of the ongoing 
uh, you know, sore spots with friend groups. Ah, who's the Android guy? They've got to figure out a protocol, a way to include the Android people on the uh, Wi-Fi texting protocol that Apple has. So you can send high-resolution videos and high-resolution photos and share them with the group because it's a very efficient way to do that. We talked riptides with Ryan Mallet. How about low tide? I think I can smell the rotting fish and hear the seagulls in the back of my mind as we hit what is essentially what for most teams, barring a few that have had rainouts, the exact halfway point, the 81-82 game mark of the Major League Baseball season. Wednesday night was the NHL draft. Connor Bedard went number one, number one to Chicago, as expected. And we don't yet have any NBA signings or reports of signings in free agency. So the NBA summer sizzle of free agency has yet to begin. That will start on Friday. I think this is truly low tide. The water is furthest out. The beach goes for hundreds and hundreds of yards. There is a stench of dead fish. The seagulls are loud and the air is calm. And it's only up, up, and up from here on out. It's like you're. I'm looking on Twitter, seeing some of the most dreck content ever. Radio hosts are creating whole segments out of out of single managerial decisions and viral rants on how could he do that? One game out of 162, a full four months ahead of World Series game number one. Other things like NFL player's girlfriend tackles him while water skiing. Here's the video. Okay, uh, whatever. Podcast stories from retired players about back in the day this guy did that. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Look at the home. Insert athlete here is selling and or buying. Or in the case of LeBron, tearing down. Apparently LeBron's tearing down a $37 million dollar property in LA to build a new one, even bigger and fancier. He's got the money to do it though. The look aheads to football season, people carving up stats and going, did you know last year this guy was ranked fifth and passing? Look aheads to the football schedule. Things like rank your team's positional units in terms of strength. We're killing time here at low tide. I like this one the best, and I didn't know how to really even get my head around it. Somebody put out a poll saying, who will have the better career? Number one, number one NBA pick, Victor Wambayana for the Spurs, or number one, number one pick in the NHL, Connor Bedard? How do you even do that exactly? (laughs) Playoffs, uh, how many playoff appearances for the two? How many conference finals? Uh, NBA or NHL finals, do you compare that? Is it all-stars? I I suppose you could do a comparison between an NBA player and an NHL player's career. I've just never even considered it. Maybe I should. After all, it is low tide. Coming up, Marty Conway talks NCAA, name, image, likeness, the law, plus live PGA Tour merger. What do we know? What still do we not know? 
All that and more straight ahead. You're listening to the Zabecast. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come lately's. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, ALPHA, BRAVO, ECHO. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. This better am my 
All right, joining us now, professor of sports business and marketing at Georgetown University, our friend Marty Conway. And Marty, what a day it was on Tuesday this week when the NCAA sent out a letter to its colleges saying, oh, by the way, even though your state law may say you can give star quarterback X a brand new Mercedes Benz worth $125,000, we are not really going to play by those rules and many people online, Marty, scoffed at the notion that the NCAA would actually win this fight. Where do you stand on this? And, and has the NCAA bitten off more than they can chew? Well, I suspect, number one, that they, before they sent anything like that, they had plenty of lawyers review and consideration for it. But just to keep in mind, in terms of the context, the NCAA is mostly largely practically you would say a membership institution right yeah you can belong to the ncaa if you want to but you don't have to what are the reasons why you would belong to the ncaa as a uh, college and institution well for athletics number one and number two to participate in their championships which are the largest there are other championships there's the you know, uh, AAU has championships. There's the NAIA, which is a small college mm-hmm. you know, organization throughout the Midwest and all that. But you choose to play in that. So and then as a result of you choosing, there are rules, regulations, mostly around eligibility. That's the core of what the NCAA monitors is. Are, excuse me. Is are you eligible to do that? They don't monitor salaries, coaches, salaries or anything of the sort. So. The big question here is, do you want to be continue to become a member of the NCAA? Now, clearly, we already have precedent for leaving. We have the Power Five conferences in football saying, you know what? We're good. We're going to run our own championship. It doesn't have any NCAA logo. We will sell a television package rights, the sponsorship rights and all that. And, oh, thank you very much. We'll keep it to ourselves with the exception of one other conference that will let in, uh, you know, on the New Year's Six, right? That's what they've made that decision to do, and we've already seen that play out. So the question going forward is, can they do it? Well, that'll be a question for state courts, appellate courts, right. maybe ultimately the Supreme Court to do it. But I think it's driving the question of, will colleges and universities want to remain in the NCAA and share in that basketball revenue, because that's basically all that's left, or... Do they choose to do something else? And so the lines are being drawn. And yes, what you're reading is what I'm reading, is I think a lot of folks who have an interest in player rights and other things and legal setting this up as a next level legal challenge, which it probably will. But bottom line, it's like the AARP. Do you want to be a member or not? You <laughs> right. pay dues or not? And if you don't, find something else. And, and I think that's setting the stage for where, you know, in the next half a dozen years, We'll have something other than the NCAA in in some of these other sports. Yeah, well, that was my first thought was there's a lot of NCAA haters out there saying, you can't do this, ha, ha, ha. Right. And my thought was, actually, I think it seems like they're on fairly solid legal ground because it's like me wearing a hat in a clubhouse at a private right. golf club. I have all right. Your state law says I can wear a hat indoors. Well, not at this club you don't. So either you're, you're off the hat or get out. I would think that would apply, but the NCAA has lost now pretty much at every turn in court. So I'm not sure I'd be backing them if this got to the legal level, which I guess it's gonna. 
Oh, it, it definitely will. I mean, look, these things, we've seen them take five or 10 years to wind their way through courts because there are people who are willing to stay in it, you know, for a long time. But this is a different set of issues. This is about, do you want to comply with the membership rules that we have or not? And are there state laws that conflict with it? There are probably, if we sat down and did a show together, we could find a handful of state laws that probably conflict sure. with some of what the NCAA does. But we don't look at that because we say, well, it's up to that institution and their partners and to determine what they can do. So generally speaking, the law has stayed away from private organizations with respect to sports. But when you get into, you know, First Amendment principles, rights of, of, of you know, to, to, to monetize yourself, those are things that the court system has said, hey, those those are universal just because you're an athlete doesn't prevent you or exclude you from being able to do that. The sticky part is that you're right. In football, the Power Five have set up their own deal that sits outside of the NCAA's authority. But they can't do that in basketball with the big dance because there's too many entities and too many small schools that make up the delicious spice notes that that event is. And that is run by the NCAA. And it is a socialist system where they take all the money and then they distribute it out to everybody, not quite equally, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of welfare going on in that system. So I don't think a school that even if they love football first and foremost, whether it's LSU or Alabama or whatever, they don't want to risk being out of the big dance in March. So they've got to figure something out there. Yeah, so bear in mind that that, and you're right, that contract runs for another five or maybe it's seven or eight years. It's, it still has a long time to run. So even if schools decided they wanted to do something, it's not clear that they could necessarily leave at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be an issue. Number, number one, the reason why, and I, I just know this from talking to athletic directors who are not at the Power Five level, the thing that concerned them the most about all of this movement around conference realignment, other things, they wanted access to the basketball tournament. As long as they continue to have access to it, they knew that they had an opportunity financially for their organization to, to kind of generate the sort of revenues that were there. So yeah. we're talking about, you know, the big East schools and other schools that don't have a, a leg in the football money. They needed access to the tournament for what it could bring them. And they would become so dependent on it. But I do believe there's a time out there in the future where we could see a basketball tournament that does not include all 350 of the current NCAA Division I schools right. because there's going to be a network that's willing to say, we only want the best 100 schools playing here. We want the biggest markets. We want the best athletes. And we're sort of willing to do that. So that's the dance that the NCAA has uh, and the institutions over the next, you know, half a dozen years. So there's a picture of a tweet about a, a kid at Ohio state that got $126,000 black Mercedes as part of a nil deal. I'm wondering, did he get that car or does he just have the ability to drive it while he's there? That's quite likely a, a lease deal sort okay. of as a lease opportunity. So just like if look, just like if you worked for the Dallas Cowboys or the Washington Commanders and you were the head of marketing, VP of finance, and you had the ability through that relationship to drive that car while you had that position, right? And I think that's generally what it is. In return for ticket access, in return for marketing, licensing, you have the ability to do that. But no, because if he's going to be gifted that car, when the amount of taxes and everything else that he's going to have to pay probably really isn't worth it and track the mileage oh. and do all these things. How so about insurance? Really- 
My the first thought was, all those things, right? <laughs> what, what would State Farm say? Oh, let me get this straight. A 19-year-old <laughs> yeah. kid uh, who has a $126,000 car. He's a big celebrity on campus. He's going to have girls and friends coming at him left and right. We can price that policy uh, $4,000 a month. How's right. that sound? Right. right. Yeah, so your, your professionals in the auto industry will know that when dealer loaners and other things go out, what are the terms and conditions of that? who holds the insurance and things like that. So it's not always what you see it to be. They're not gifting 19 year olds, these kind of rides, but they are using them in return for their presence and being filmed in them. And, but no, at the end of the football season or maybe the end of the year, academic year, those, those vehicles are going back and they start the process over again. Some will say all of this has or will ruin Marty college athletics as we know it. My guess is your take is a bit more nuanced, not so dramatic. Is this ruining college sports? Absolutely not. It's not. Now, will it create uh, a property of winners and losers? For sure, 100%. And not only will you have winners, because you're seeing this in college football today, you have the top 50 schools, they have the resources, they have the access. You have another 50 schools that are trying to come along. They want to be part of that crowd, right? It's like the cool party. I want to be in that party, but I'm really not the coolest to be able to be there. They're, they're trying whatever they can in the Mountain West and the, you know Conference USA. They're trying to be there, but they really can't. And so I think this continues to just bifurcate and set up circumstances where there's going to be some clear winners, plenty of resources. The state is behind them. All the legislative bodies are behind them. They want that football team on television on Saturday or Thursday night or wherever the heck it's going to be in the future because it's good for them, right? Enrollment goes up. I've seen small schools, for for example, hockey championships. You win an NCAA hockey championship and you get a 35% bump in admissions. Like whatever sport it is, it tends tends to right. do that. So now I think it's better, but will there be some clear winners and losers? For sure. And uh, the question is, where do those middling loser groups, do they end up banding together and being like the Ivy League? And they say, kind of, here's what we are. What do you, you know, to sponsors and media, are you interested in us? But we're not that top 50 or 75 group. Yeah. Group of losers. I don't think that's going to be the operative name. They'll have to <laughs> workshop so something better on that. <laughs> That'd be good. Okay. Let's pivot, pivot to the other big sports business story this week, which is the live PGA tour merger details air quotes there have come out in the first filing to uh, Congress and the justice department about this merger. And I say details because there's some shape to it, but still not as much as many of us would like. What did you take away from this first filing by the new company? Not surprising, Zay, because any deal of this sort, whether it's a massive new stadium or or if it's a new television deal for the NFL, they generally start with a memo, an MOU, a memorandum of understanding, which could be anywhere from five pages to 50 pages. And it's going to have a broad framework for what we're talking about working together. Do we agree on the framework, what we have. Details are something altogether different, and I'm not surprised to see what now we call NUCO, which is not uncommon when you have two or three or more organizations joining together to sort of raise up into something higher than that. You end up with what you call NUCO, and the question is, what assets are in the NUCO? What assets remain at the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour or, or at the Live Tour, right? At what level? And I think you're already seeing that 
it's very clear that to me that live the tour will continue into next year. I think that's their every intention is mm-hmm. to hold an entire live tour next year. Then you're starting to think, okay, what is 2025 and beyond start to look like? And I think that's where the interest level is here is you're starting to think about, are there any things that meld together? What is separate? What does a PGA and DP world tour schedule look like? Who can play in it? What's the eligibility components? And so Congress is, is getting its nose under the tent, which it often does. But again, like I said earlier, in our country, Congress and, and, and legislation has been reluctant to get involved in private affairs of sport leagues. Now, do they want some oversight? Yes, but technically they really don't have, per se, you know, the kind of day-to-day oversight. We have no ministry of sport. We don't have anything like that. So I think what we're beginning to see is emerging of the details of how the NUCO comes together. But this will be a story for six, nine, 12 months, I think, as it continues to roll out and evolve. Will there be some hearings on, on Capitol Hill? For sure. Sure. There's certain senators and congressmen who will want to drag these folks in front of Congress. Hopefully they could get somebody from the Saudi private investment fund if they're willing to do it. That would make for good television. Uh, and it's a reminder, 2024 is an election year, and uh, that plays into it as well. There has never been a dog and pony show that Congress has not eagerly put on display, even if they know this is not going to result in anything of significance. So that well, will. Yeah, 100%. Uh, NFL, you know, legislation, um, steroids, uh, you know, Major League Baseball steroids, NFL concussions, all those types of things. They make for good headlines. And like I said, it's an election year. Yeah. It's good for all those folks on uh, on their committees. Um, and But that's usually where it ends. Because they said, uh, they said, they, they want to be able to say, look, we're doing something to their constituents. You know, we look, hey, look, we had a hearing. We were listening. We were we were on this. We were, we were investigating this. So there's that. I I thought the best succinct summary of why this merger happened, Marty, was simply this: the tour had a money problem, the live had an image problem, and they both had a litigation problem. This helped solve all three problems. How's that for a summary? Oh, for sure. And I think I said earlier. I think everybody understands that what people want to see is they want to see golfers paid, not lawyers paid, and. There's no interest in watching. You don't see the courtroom like you just, you know, you're paying a lot of money per hour for lawyers to be in the courtroom and filings and in their office. I want to see Rory play. I want to see Phil play. I want to see Justin Johnson play. You know, that's what people pay for. But yes, where the PGA Tour forced by live was going was unsustainable. A 20 million dollar purse for the Travelers Championship the week after the U.S. Open was not sustainable. And I think you heard Rory say that, that this course he would not have been there had it not have been a no. $20 million event, probably nor would he have been in Canada the week before. So um, you're starting to see what these things come together, but you're right. It's a combination of image, dollars, and what's coming together. But Liv is clearly interested in world golf. And the PGA, I think, wants to take care of business here. And then whatever international opportunities arrive from that, great. But they're concerned about golf in North America. Yeah. Well, I think the guys who jumped, and I'm looking right now at a picture of Dustin, Brooks, and Phil, the three biggest names, the three biggest paydays, they're going to end up really coming out pretty good on this because they got their money. They're going to be fed back into the merged entity through some sort of penalties. I don't know how steep financially they'll be, but it won't be all of the money that they got from going to live. 
And the last piece of it is going to be a slow sort of rehabbing of their perception and their brand. But time, Marty, always softens that. And so I think with time, it'll all fade. They will have won in the end. Talking about time fading, Zabe, two two words for you. I have two words for you. Tiger Woods. Right? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> we think about image rehabilitation and we think about golf. It's been the ultimate image rehabilitation. Tiger Woods, Alex Rodriguez, you name it. I could give you down the list. Lance Armstrong's trying to get up there. So time does heal. But, yeah, look, access to the PGA Tour or access to the four majors. Tell me what Brooks Kepa cares about. He cares about access to the four majors. Right. Would he love to play potentially in some other places? Yeah, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. But these guys are at the point where their careers, their futures, endorsements, dollars are all built on access and success in the, in the four majors. All right. Anything else that's on your radar as we're now into the doldrums of summer? Um, look, keep in, keep in mind baseball. I think what Shohei Otani is doing is worthy of national attention. My issue with baseball has always been they leave it up to each individual franchise to promote. But what he's doing hasn't been done since the era of Babe Ruth. It's he's, crazy. You know, he's hitting two home runs and striking out 10 players in a night. If this was if he was playing in the NFL as a quarterback, we would not stop talking about this every day. But I think there's some other stories like that out there. Maybe the Women's World Cup coming in July. There'll be some other things, but we are we're, we're at that hole in the donut where people are just waiting for NFL training camps to open in late July so that they can start really talking about football again and not just imaginary football. Angels not even in first place in their own division in the AL West. They are above and, 500, so there's that. But and the two best players in baseball, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, something's wrong there. And I don't know who's running the organization anymore, ownership-wise, whatever. But that's just a tragedy, and that should not happen in baseball. You would not have the two best players in the NFL following in fourth place in their division, whatever. It just it just doesn't happen like that. But for some reason, they allow it to happen in baseball and with the Angels, um, but it's not good for baseball overall. He needs to be in a market where people are really talking about him. And, and that if I was the commissioner, I'd be forcing that trade – or something as quick as I could because that's what's best for the game. Yeah. Well, he needs to be on the Yankees, let's be honest. And that that would anger a lot of baseball fans who hate the Yankees. But let's let's just cut to the chase. If Shohei Otani was on the Yankees, it'd be yeah. a different story. And I don't buy the argument of, no, nah, he needs to be American. That's why there's not more hype. Trout's American. Trout is as invisible as Otani. So yeah. it doesn't hold up to me, but what he's no. doing is bonkers. American sports are global stages now. The NBA's got 35% of international players. The top pick was from France. He never really stepped foot in the U.S. Like These things have all evolved over time where you can talk about what it was 50 years ago and the makeup of these leagues, but today's leagues are international first. And if that means that American kids grow up and have to play elsewhere, so be it because the best athletes in the world want to come here because it's the biggest stage and you can make the most money. So, you know, I mean, that's just the way it's going to be going forward. Yeah. Giannis is from Greece, obviously, but after winning the championship, you went to Chick-fil-A for a 50 piece nugget, which doesn't even exist. Therefore he's American. Like that (laughs) act alone means he's American. Welcome my friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I'll talk next time about this messy deal. 
to oh, Miami because yeah. that's a whole nother thing. We don't have time for July it today. July 21st, he debuts for, for Inter, Inter uh, Miami, July okay. 21st. All right. Yeah. In about a month, we'll check back in and we'll talk about it because it, it fascinates me. I don't quite understand it, but I'm sure you'll help fill in the gaps. As always, okay. Marty, a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Okay, Zay. Thanks. Pay me what you want it. Oregon lawmakers vote to allow drivers to pump their own gas. What? We're still doing this? I knew New Jersey had a law that said you couldn't pump your own gas. I don't know if that's still in effect. I have not driven a car in the state of New Jersey in years. And I'd like to keep it that way. No offense to the Garden State and those who travel that part of the country and or live there. But yes, Oregon was one of, I think, just the two states that didn't let you pump your own gas under, of course, the guise of safety. If you've never been to Oregon or never been to New Jersey and never had to fill up in gas and never had to pull up to a gas pump, sit there in your car like some kind of clueless dum-dum and wait for a guy a grease monkey to come out and eh, kind of fill you up with a, with a rag in his back pocket. It, it's just the darndest thing in 2022, 23, I should say, that this is still a thing anywhere. Uh, the state passed the Retail Gasoline Dispensing Safety Act in 1949. And yes, the bill would leave only New Jersey as a state that requires attendance at gas stations. Drivers have also voiced their support for similar changes as most hate waiting for an available attendant for service on their vehicles. Well, no shit on that. And then one more for you here. Dateline collectibles. In December of 2020, a person put a signed basketball up for sale on eBay saying it was signed by Moses Malone. All right, that's pretty good. He's a Hall of Famer. In fact, it was actually signed by somebody else. Michael Jordan. (laughs) A collector, perhaps knowing it was an incorrect listing, hit buy it now for $249.99. Which, I don't know if that's a good price or not for a Moses Malone basketball, but... For a Michael Jordan basketball, oh, it was a good deal. He sold it at Sotheby's yesterday for $6,350. Yoink! That, my friends, is some sweet action. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thanks so much for listening. We know you have a choice in podcasts out there. I recently saw a story that said there's now over 1 million podcasts out there in the podcast world. So I thank you humbly from the bottom of my heart that you have found my one in a million little corner of the spoken word world. Have yourself a great Thursday. If you want to be part of Fridays, be a five-day-a-week Zave guy. Subscribe. It's only five bucks a month. Cancel any time. And if you subscribe for a year, you get 12 months for the price of 11. And I thank everyone who subscribes. And on Fridays, I reunite with the old radio show boys, Scott Lynn and Steve Solomon, and we just go wherever the hell we want to go. It's a fun time. So uh, subscribe by going to zabe.com slash premium. 
or just look for it uh, via however you subscribe to the podcast. I should know more specific directions, but if you're stymied, let me know, and I will guide you in the right direction. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.